Hello and welcome to the Great Longboat Podcast. I am Igor, your host, moderator, and only permanent member of the band Longboat. Today, we present to you Corral number seven. It is not a longboat tune, but rather something that I wrote back back in the days when I was a classical composer. It was uh, when the jazz scene in Seattle was winding down. Uh, we were all expressing alarm and consternation. And, and this is what kind of came out of it. Um, a lot of my jazz colleagues became rock musicians, and some of them became very, very successful rock musicians. I, on the other hand, thought that classical music would, uh, would be a good way to um, uh, express myself after my years as a tenor sax player. And... Um, yeah, I, I, and to this day, I regret the error. Um, this is uh, is part of this large oratorio that I wrote. It's called Macris v. O'Reilly. It was about the sexual harassment charges brought against TV pundit Bill O'Reilly in 2004. It was uh, very sensational for several weeks, and but it was quickly settled out of court. Uh, he was sued by one of his um, producers on... Uh, I believe the O'Reilly Factor, yes, O'Reilly Factor, um, a show that my mom absolutely loved, and um, so, and of course, at that time, everybody was like, "Oh, she's just trying to get money from him." On one side, they were saying that, on another, they were like, "Oh yeah, uh, Bill O'Reilly is super creepy, and I wouldn't put it past him." Um, how I. Uh, with my uh, experience with this case, uh, my opinion is that he absolutely did do all these things. She recorded him, and then he paid her off to be silent. And uh, uh, apparently, the the estimates are that for for her to drop the charges, uh, he paid her between six and ten million dollars. So that's the that's kind of the background of the case, and what I wanted to do was make it into. I I, I read the charges and I noticed that they broke up into smaller bits, and one day, very soon after I read them, I thought, why not set these to music, and so I did. It took nine and a half months to write. It took a long time to find anyone who uh, was interested, especially in Seattle, because classical music people in Seattle play classical music. They don't play stuff that some, they, they play dead composers. They prefer their composers to be dead and not alive and not some kind of off the wall topic like this. They want, they want their Norse gods. They want uh, Italian farce. Uh, they want high drama uh, or you know they, they they want things that they can recognize as classical music and um, but I it was it was put on and I have the recording to show for it uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play it right now after after it's over I will tell you what people what the choir is singing 
And so um, this is a choir that I hired. Uh, the soloist is Charles Robert Stevens, uh, a wonderful vocalist. And he, he is playing the role of Bill O'Reilly. And he did it quite well. So, and it was recorded at Meany Hall, University of Washington. Uh, and this is chorale number seven.
Wasn't that nice? Well, do you want to know what they were singing? Okay. I've got the score right here. This is, it's, it's bulky. It's very bulky because this, this piece was in 31 parts. Uh, it clocks in at about two and a half hours, and that's without an intermission. But, you know, it was a, it was a magnificent obsession while it was happening. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a piece. It was performed. It existed in the universe, and it still does. But, uh, yeah, um, back to the, back to the, the question of what was sung. Okay. Uh, it's all legalese, so let me warn you, it's very dry. And that's kind of what I, I wanted to give life to some, uh, to a, a text that was super dry. Any drier in this would be the phone book. But here is what, uh, here, here is what they're singing. Okay. On or about September 21st, 2002, defendant Bill O'Reilly telephoned plaintiff Andrea Macris once again without invitation or solicitation launched into yet another disgusting, lewd, and disturbing monologue concerning his sexual fantasies with her until he climaxed. During the course of this call, O'Reilly said to plaintiff, Next time you'll come up to my hotel room and we'll make this happen. Plaintiff felt frightened and threatened. That's that's it. Uh, and I made it, hopefully made it sound pretty. But yes, that's, that is the gist of it. And what happened to Macris v. O'Reilly? Nothing. What happened to me after that? Something. You know, I, I, I am happy in my work. And, uh, and, and I have been since I, I, I have to make a sort of, there is a point of demarcation. Uh, when I was making classical music, I was trying to get people interested in it. And, you know, there, there, it was just nothing but indifference. I had to hire an orchestra. I had to contract a choir. I hired the soloists myself because I couldn't find anybody who was even remotely like an impresario to help me put this on, even though it would have it would have cost them only time because I was ready to pretty much pay anything to have this piece happen. And yeah, this being Seattle, no, no, there was nothing. There was even an orchestra that committed to doing it and then and then reneged and that was that was not good. That was not pleasant. But, you know, and then I I thought that after this was done that I could I could use Macris v. O'Reilly as the sort of as as an introduction 
to doing music in the city or elsewhere. And yeah, it, no, 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 that didn't happen. And it wasn't until several years later that I, I decided to write pop music. And I, I do have to say that it's, it's much more satisfying. There isn't the, there isn't the organizational, um, uh, headaches. There aren't the organizational headaches that, uh, you have, putting together classical music and uh just because you know if if you're doing a larger piece you have to you have to marshal the forces and it's funny i taught in the run-up as i as i was trying to get this performed i got together with an old composition professor of mine from the university of washington and he said at first you know this i i just thought it was the silliest thing in the world but he said you know those big pieces that you write they're probably better off staying on the shelf. And at this point, looking back on it, it was some years ago, I would agree with him. I would very much agree with him. But I also, I would also argue that at what point would you want to have anything performed? Because er Nothing is without cost. I'm not even, and I'm not even talking about, uh, not talking about financial cost. You know, they're, they're putting this piece on was took a, a, a great toll on me in in a number of ways, and I which I won't get into. But you know, it didn't didn't cost relationships or anything like that. In fact, I think that it. Ultimately, it sort of made my parents finally see what I could actually do. And that was great. After, you know, years and years of my dad saying, oh, you got to quit this music thing. It's all it's all just fun and games. And, you know, as, as talking about as the the hard nosed business, business father that he was. And you know, I, I looking back, I, I there are many. I'm thinking that there are many times that I should have taken his advice. But I mean, I did. I had a day job. I paid my own rent for years and years and years. I was in a relationship. Uh, you know, there was nothing. I was I was living a normal life, and at the same time, writing this Bill O'Reilly oratorio because I thought that it needed to be done. And, you know, there was nothing that could sway me from that. Even, even my, my very, I, a guy who I really respect, my respected uh, composition professor saying, yeah, you should probably, you should probably just let this one go. (laughs) And, uh, you know, if I had let it go, I would, you know, this, the result would have been the same. It is a forgotten piece. Nobody remembers it. It was, at the time, the largest independent classical music uh, concert, I believe, in 20, 30 years in Seattle. And, you know, that didn't 
that really didn't mean anything. <laughs> that shouldn't mean anything. The biggest, uh, you know, the the biggest anything really shouldn't shouldn't mean anything at all. But uh, you know, I I thought that that would be a crowd draw, and no, it's it certainly didn't. But I do I I, I really want to say that the the end result of this is that it pushed me away from classical music because you know if I was if I was still writing classical music in in Seattle I would be insane I would I would be homicidally insane I would just you know because you just have it's so it's difficult to get pieces performed uh it's difficult to get any sort of attention at all you have to be committed to the cause and also you have to be very productive too and Although I have, I write a lot of songs. I, li- I write a lot of. I make a lot of albums. I did didn't think that I could do as much in classical music. With that said, I would love to write operas. Uh, that would be wonderful. I tried after in the wake of this. I tried, but once again, I ran into the Seattle uh, in that. I was trying to get people who were fairly established to write me a uh, to write me a libretto, um, it, it make me a fable of sorts, and uh, yeah, that was that was a fool's errand. It was the ultimate fool's errand, and uh, because that did not happen, and. Um, I, I tried, I tried really hard, but more time kept slipping away and slipping away. And I wanted to, even in, in the aftermath of this, I was motivated to do something. And, um, well, I did. And now I'm still doing it. And I'm really happy about that. So that is, that's the presentation. And I just want to say we're in the middle between Christmas and New Year's. And I'd just like to say Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a very nice Friday. And um, and I really hope that you'll have a great new year. Um, I just, it's, of course, you know, I don't think 2020 can get any worse. Uh, but um, there are still a few days left. So we'll see. Um and that is it for this week. I will I will start the new year off with a bright and cheery offering. This I guarantee you. So, uh, we will see you very soon. And uh, I just, like I always say, if you don't like this tune, I have others. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. <laughs>